And now it's time for our Tuesday's GMS Focus. Kim Jong-un's appearance with his daughter, presumed to be a second child named Chue, has fueled speculations over North Korea's fourth-generation secession. But before we begin the debate over who will take over Kim's throne, there's a question that needs to be answered first. Is fourth-generation secession even possible given the current circumstances in North Korea? and compare to other examples in history, perhaps. To gain a better understanding, we turn to Dr. Pung Young-sik, Research Fellow at the Yonsei University Institute for North Korean Studies. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Pung. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, before we get to the big question of fourth-generation succession, I do want to ask you first about the current political situation in North Korea. We saw a turbulent period in the early days of Kim Jong-un, uh, seemingly wiping out anyone that may threaten his power, including his own uncle, Chang Song-tek. Can you tell our listeners about the current political hierarchy and how you assess these systems' stability? Well, the stability of political regime is in the eyes of the beholder, like beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. So um, just uh, uh, um, arguing that the North Korean system is undergoing tremendous crisis and turbulent period does not necessarily mean that its end is near, just around the corner, because political crisis is just one of many uh, necessary conditions, not necessary and sufficient conditions. If you recall your pre, uh, preliminary knowledge of basic statistics, you, you know what I mean, right? Um, so crisis only provides the, uh, the facilitating conditions for uh, major political changes in systems like North Korea, but that does not guarantee its downfall. So we have to uh, wait and see whether there will be uh, indeed a combination of all the necessary and sufficient conditions that will actually bring down the North Korean regime to its end. Uh, just imagine the longevity of uh, uh, Chosun Dynasty for more than 500 years. After the Imjin uh, Weran, the invasion of Japanese in 1592 that devastated the entire peninsula for more than seven years, and the subsequent invasions uh, by not just one, but two invasions by the Manchus, Horan, the Joseon dynasty entered into a vegetative state. I mean, it stopped functioning as a, you know, a political system to uh, speak of. But the end of the Joseon dynasty only came in 1910 in the form of annexation by Imperial Japan. So mm. we have to be really careful about predicting uh, the future of North Korean region. Uh, there seems to be no formidable outside challenge to Kim dynasty, neither in the military nor by its own people. I do have to ask you, based on some experts' agreement, uh, only a small number of individuals would have the compa- capacity to not just conspire, but actually execute a coup in North Korea. Are the chances of an actual coup or a power struggle slim to none in the North Korean state? Well, slim to none. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, did you actually expect our soccer team to win <laughs> the game with Brazil? But at the same time, we, South Koreans, are on the same page in believing the Adidas slogan, impossible is nothing, right? <laughs> impossible is nothing. So uh, you can, I mean, slim or nothing. I would say that uh, the chance of the military coup d'etat uh, to overturn the Kim Jong regime uh, in North Korea is very close to zero, if not neg- negative zero. But um, you never know. Uh, mm-hmm. But the system is very impervious to that type of challenge uh, to the regime. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Because then, you cannot you cannot even bring uh, arms, any type of arm, basic arm, uh, inside the uh, the city of Pyongyang uh, mm. in the district, very close to the 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 residence of the uh, Kim Jong Un family. Mm. That is why we have witnessed a lot of uh, uh, military generals, including Hyun Young Tae, uh, just uh, uh, feebly and helplessly uh, got arrested and executed. Although they were generals, that they were not allowed to have their own you know, uh, entourages, you know, armed uh, with mm. guns mm. Uh, for their own security. So uh, it's a very uh, tough system to penetrate into. Even if it's slim to none, you wouldn't completely um, get, well, be just... Uh, I'm not going to bet my house on it. I'm not going to bet my house on it. I'm not going to bet my lunch money on it. Right? <laughs> it's a matter of matter of statistical possibility. Right. I, I don't know. I don't know why I'm talking so much about statistics uh, this morning, although... I, I'm not. I'm. I'm not cut out to be an economist. A statistician? <laughs> no, no. After I got C minus in my, uh, you know, introduction to economics, I said that's it. <laughs> Dr. Bongbo, you found another specialty. <laughs> I know, I know. I do have to ask you about the economy, though, so brace yourself. Um, no. <laughs> um, but it, it, it probably requires a, a blanketed answer. North Korea has been suffering from stifling stations for years, and some experts say the state's economy is inching closer to its collapse, while others say the sanctions are not doing enough. How would the North Korean economy play in the process of dynamic succession? Well, uh, Kim Jong-un has been in power for the past 10 years. And uh, unfortunately for him, he has nothing to really show off to his people right. and the rest of the world as a major achievement other than the continuous development of nuclear warhead and missiles. Economy has been the Achilles heel uh, for Kim Jong-un for the past 10 years. Uh, so there is a political desire and necessity for Kim Jong-un to address the economic situations, which is, are, you know, more than just a dire. Mm. The espionage uh, invest investment investigations are conducted by South Korea would say that the situation currently inside North Korea is even worse than the economic situation during the period of the Arios March in late yeah. 1990s, mm. when North Korea suffered uh, from massive debt. Uh, uh, from starvation. At least uh, 800,000 North Koreans died of hunger during the period. So something must be done by Kim Jong-un regime to maintain a um, minimum level of public support and legitimacy. But at the same time, North Korean regime is not necessar necessarily uh, responsive to or responsible for the voice and the need of people on the ground. Mm. So there is a leeway for Kim Jong-un leadership to make strategic decisions uh, to you know, maintain the balance between pursuit of nuclear weapons and uh, recovery of national economy in shambles. Dr. Bong, it might be a little bit too early for us to jump to this question, but it came to our attention, so we have to ask you. Uh, history tells us that hereditary dictatorships rarely last past three generations. So this possibility of a fourth generation succession comes into question North Korea at large. Just looking at some numbers, it turns out 12 out of 18 family dictatorships in place since World War II have collapsed, with the average lasting 32 years. 
So here's that million dollar question. Uh, Would the North Korean regime be able to actually endure its political instability, economic hardships and these increasing sanctions and carry on that fourth generation secession? This is exactly why I hate statistics and economics. (laughs) But, uh, you know, numbers can uh, mean many different things, uh, depending upon how look at those numbers. You said that uh, 12 out of 18 cases uh, failed to uh, endure more than two years for hereditary succession for more than four generations, right? Yes. But I, I would say that I would uh, turn the question on its head and asking that uh, six out of 18 case, cases were successful in maintaining the hereditary succession for more than four generations. 33%, I think that's a very reasonably high no, you know, percentage of success. So again, impossible is nothing. <laughs> impossible is nothing. It's not zero or hundred percent. You know, we could have won the game against Brazil. <laughs> so um, we have to wait and see whether North Korea is going to belong to the majority of cases. Mm. Twelve out of eighteen, uh, the failure of hereditary succession mm. uh, for fourth generation, or North Korea will be belong to the latter group. Mm. The 33% uh, the successful cases. I like how you flipped it on its head and gave me the question right back. Uh, I agree with you. Stats maybe doesn't tell the entire story, and it just takes one to rewrite the course of history. So maybe it doesn't even take six. However, I understand However, that you, you, you need to be prepared in, in order to better understand a hermit kingdom like North Korea. They could follow up with the fourth generation succession. Now then the big question comes to who? Who will follow in the footsteps of Kim Jong-un? You mentioned in passing that Kim Jong-un's son might be likely to succeed his throne, not his daughter, who grabbed media attention recently. And that is something maybe logic can help us assume better, right? I mean, North Korea is a much more patriarchal and Confucian culture. it may be a little bit early for us to discuss it, but if if Kim Jong-un's son does in fact eventually succeed Kim Jong-un's throne against all odds, is there any chance of that son doing something different with North Korea, maybe taking a different path from his predecessors, um, open and liberal economic reform like China's late former president, Jiang Zemin, Soviet reformer Mikhail Gorbachev, or is this all just wishful thinking and me betting for the better? Well, we could have won the game. <laughs> uh, impossible is nothing. But th- that means that uh, the future of the leadership in North Korea is uh, very uncertain. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are many different scenarios and possibilities we need to consider. But it is very interesting that uh, Kim Jong-un appeared twice, not just once, with the daughter, the second uh, child, not the first one, uh, who allegedly is the son, uh, born in 2010. Then. An important question are, uh, one, why he bothered to uh, appear with daughter in the public scene, especially the missile test site. Mm. Second, why it was the daughter, not the son, because uh, um, North Korea uh, is a very uh, patriarchal Confucian system. So if it was a move to uh, initiate the hereditary succession process uh, for the fourth generation of leadership, then it should have been the son, not the daughter, right? Mm, mm, right. I think the first one is that uh, Kim Jong-un is really committed to the hereditary succession to take place for his children, right? 
That is why he appeared with a daughter right. and a wife as well. So it's going to be the next leader of North Korea is not going to be a somebody whose last name is like mine, Bong, but it'll be Kim because uh, that should be somebody who inherits the royal bloodline of Mountain Pekdu. That is why Kim Jong Un had just begun the massive propaganda campaigns to uh, augment the legitimacy and aura of the Mountain Pekdu royal family, including mm. himself, his daughter, his wife, Lisa Ju. Then the next question is the why it was a daughter, not the son, right? right? Um, I guess uh, uh, there is uh, some problem, uh, probably very uh, bad health mm. or something that uh, Kim Jong-un uh, has to hide from public eyes uh, about his son to be anointed as the heir apparent. Mm. I can understand that uh, why he initiated the heritage succession uh, so early, because uh, as you mentioned at the beginning of this program, that he had to kill so many people, including his half-brother and his uncle mm. and a lot of generals to consolidate his power because uh, he could only afford the three years of training uh, to emerge as the next leader of North Korea mm. after his father collapsed in 2009 mm. of heart attack. I don't, so uh, I, I can understand why he uh, is so much in a hurry to uh, begin this hereditary succession and uh, uh, personality cult for his family because uh, he does not want to uh, leave his children or the son or daughter, the next leader, in a very difficult political condition that he had to go through. Mm. Then why daughter? Maybe his son is not qualified to be the next leader. Mm. Maybe, you know, such a bad health. I don't mm. know. Uh, you know, if you read the Genesis, the part of Abraham and Sarah giving a birth to Isaac, there is no mentioning of Isaac as a strong, independent man. Mm. Isaac does did not go to the well to find out the candidates for his wife's right wife right mm. that's very unusual in the bible because in the bible if you're a man you are expected to get married right. by finding your own bride mm. right like jacob did that must be something that prohibited isaac from behaving like average men Mm. in Jewish community. So Abraham and Sarah had to send the servant to find out Rebecca, mm. who later agreed to marry Isaiah, mm. right? And the Rebecca, according to the uh, Genesis, fell from the top of the camel when he she first saw Isaac in flesh and blood. Mm. So there must be something about this son mm. who is still uh, in the hiding as a strong, qualified charismatic man. Mm. So I don't know whether it's going to be the daughter or the son. It's going to be the daughter, then it will be so uh, unusual, deviating from the cultural and political norms of North Korea. So we have to wait and see to gather more information to draw a conclusion. Dr. Bong, the only takeaway today I am earning from our uh conversation is impossible as nothing. I just didn't realize it could be applied to the North Korean regime in the most peculiar way, but it's stuck. Mm -hmm. Thank you for the explanation.
You're welcome. <laughs> it would have been better if Team Korea won, right? <laughs> well, I'm so proud of them. I'm so proud of them. I feel like uh, I had, I just drank a bowl of a hot and sour soup. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit fiery inside. I think that yeah, the general consensus is o- I'm overexcited, overstimulated. <laughs> Dr. Bong, it's a frigid day, so maybe that hot and sour soup ought to keep you warm. Right. Have a great week. Right. We'll see you next week. Right. Bye-bye. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.